Neo in the movie The Matrix had to choose the red pill or the blue pill? I'm going to ask you to make a more difficult choice. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I really do appreciate your support. You can show your appreciation to this show, and it means a whole lot. If you don't think it means a lot, it means a lot. Hit that thumbs up button. And if you're watching on YouTube, become a subscriber. It's easy. Just hit that red subscribe button. And I don't want you to miss any of our five episodes that comes at you five times a week. Hit that bell notification button, and you're covered. So thank you very much. Now, in the second segment of the show, uh, I'm going to have you pick your own slow death. You can see today's rundown, uh, UCLA or Notre Dame. Pick your poison. <clears throat> so it's not quite uh, the red pill versus the blue pill, where you have to choose reality or not. Uh, like I said, a little more difficult, a little more challenging choice for you to make. I'll explain in a little bit. So not a whole lot is happening uh, with recruiting right now. Not today. It's July. Major League Baseball is holding their all-star game, so it kind of feels apropos that everything takes a break. <laughs> this is the dead period yeah, for, for college football recruiting. Um, I do have some notes, though, that I'm going to go over here with you, as you can see. Uh, there have been some updated updates to the recruiting rankings on three did an update, and I'm going to go over those here momentarily. But first, uh, let you know, Deuce Robinson, Major League Baseball held their Major League Baseball draft. Deuce Robinson, USC flex big wide receiver slash tight end, didn't get drafted. So he's going to be playing football at USC this fall, and it looks like he'll be playing baseball for USC this spring. So stay tuned for Dual Sport, Deuce Robinson. I mentioned uh, updated rankings. Well, the team ranking, USC dropped from number five to number six. And it probably had something to do with on three, doing an update to their on three, uh, on 300 rankings, which uh, in turn adjusted the industry rankings. So USC dropped to uh, number six from number five. And there were no player movement, as far as I'm, as far as I know, with Michigan picking up another player. We certainly know USC didn't. So obviously, the uh, the ranking readjustments, as far as players, um, made the difference here. Again, if we're in July, recruiting is what when we use the F word, it's fluid, and everybody's kind of in the pack right now, jostling. Um, Georgia and Ohio State, way up there ahead of the pack. But again, you know, we'll see who, uh, when that bell lap starts, who finishes at the end, who's got that closing kick. But here's where um, USC's remaining, uh, top remaining candidates, where they rank now after on three, uh, shuffled the deck. Running back Taylor Tatum, he, uh, you know, 
he, it's between USC and Oklahoma. We know he's going to be making his announcement on July 21st. I told you about that on yesterday's episode of Locked On USC. So uh, check out that episode for anything else you might have missed. He is uh, following the on three rankings updates. Tatum remains the number one running back in the 2024 class. He currently sits at number 35 overall. Um, the on 300 ranks him as the number three running back in the cycle and number 45 overall prospect in the class. What about Mike Matthews, wide receiver? Where'd he end up? Well, um, basically, it's a three, four team race. As you know, USC, Tennessee, Clemson. Uh, are the top teams um, that are considering, you know, where Mike is, where Mike Matthews is considering playing. And following the re-ranking, the update, uh, Matthews is a five-star prospect, is the number 14 overall prospect in the nation, and the number four wide receiver. The on 300 ranks him as the number 32 overall prospect and the number six wide receiver. What about defensive lineman Edric, Edric Houston? Uh, his top five. Again, we'll go over it. USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. So those are, uh, those are the big boys of college recruiting. Um, Ohio State, everyone assumes, is the leader. But, you know, when you're not making Locked on USC your first listen every day, uh, if, if you spend any time around the internet, you might notice that USC's name is being mentioned in, um, in circles that just aren't U dedicated to USC. So I'm not saying USC's got a, I'm not saying it's between Ohio State and USC. I'm just saying, don't count this out. Now, he's planning to make his commitment on August 22nd. And right now, following the on three ranking updates, Houston is a five-star prospect. He was before that. Uh, he ranks as the number 21 overall prospect and number four defensive lineman in the 2024 class. The on 300 ranks him as the number 56 overall prospect, number nine defensive lineman. Closer to home, off defensive lineman, Aiden Breland. Uh, I've got, we went over this on... Uh, was it Monday's episode of Locked on USC? Um, he would let out his top five. He verbally announced his top five. It's going to be USC, Oregon, Miami, Georgia, Texas A&M. And look, he said that he wants to see what USC's defense looks like. You know, he, he just he needs to see the proof in the pudding. Uh, he's not anticipated to make an announcement anytime soon. So with that said, following on three's update, Breland is a five-star prospect, ranks as the number 26 overall prospect and the number six defensive lineman in the 2024 class. The on 300 ranks him as the number 26 overall. And, oh, so there you go. Across the board, same. <clears throat> and then what about uh, the other guy? You know, the other guy, Kingston, Vileha Muasa, that USC is after. Well, he we know he's ready to make his announcement two days after Taylor Tatum on the 23rd of this month. USC, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Those are the three. 
Uh, doesn't matter what his ranking update is. I'll go over it with you. He's the number eight prospect in the 2024 class, number 109 overall in the on three rankings, the number 27 linebacker in the class in the on 300, and uh, he is not ranked inside the top 300 prospects. Okay. I'm not sure what to do with that. Regardless of his ranking, um, this is the guy USC, from an optics point of view, must have. You know, there's very few must have players because the transfer portal can fix the guy you didn't get in the must have. But again, you don't want the best California players going out of state. You know, if they're going to go to an Alabama or a Georgia or an Ohio State to be developed, they should be choosing USC. Those are all blue blood programs. USC shouldn't be losing the best in-state to other blue blood programs. One more player I want to talk about. And we don't mention this name often. In fact, I'm not, I might have mentioned him only one other time. <clears throat> Offensive tackle, Fox Crater. He's, he's actually committed to Oregon. But apparently, there's some smoke to this. He hasn't decommitted. But uh, apparently, USC is still recruiting him really hard. And uh, who knows? Is there a flip down the street? His on three ranking update, uh, number 193 overall prospect and the number 16 offensive tackle in the 2024 class. And then the on 300 ranks him as the number 204 overall prospect and the number 18 offensive tackle. We know pretty much the offensive line that USC has in this class. They're forecasted, projected to play interior, on the interior, guard, center. So... If USC needs a tackle, is Fox Crater going to be the guy? <clears throat> a couple other quick notes. Uh, I mentioned Sione Lole, the uh, top JC defensive back in the country. He uh, He's obviously much higher on USC's priority list. Uh, it's going to come down between USC and Oregon. He said this to uh, Sports Illustrated. Um I quote, I have USC high up now, right now. I really enjoyed myself there, was very close to home, but not, not only that, close in distance and close in similarities. The culture was also very similar to my program here in San Mateo. The culture seemed to be well intertwined with my development and seeing me succeed at the next level and, pre and prepping me, basically, I enjoyed myself there for sure, end quote. So Oregon and Penn State are the other two contenders. Most feel it's going to be a USC-Oregon battle. Um, he said he can commit any time between, uh, I, I read this somewhere, between August and October. I'm not sure when his birthday is. It's either August or October. Um, he might have been misquoted when he said something. Nevertheless, um, that's it for the uh, recruiting update. I was going to go over something else. I'm going to save this for tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC. It was a question I was asked on this week's episode of Inside the Trojan Huddle. The uh, If you don't have the stamina, the marathon, to sit through the hour and a half show that I do there weekly, 
Um, I'm going to pick, there, there was one question from that show I'm going to bring over here to Locked on USC and, and uh, bloviate on it a little bit more. So state, that's what you should look forward to on tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC. And as you can see on the rundown, I asked the question, and this is what we're going to talk about in the next segment. If you had to bet on Notre Dame or UCLA, who are you, uh, who are you gambling on? And when you want to gamble, you need to head on over to America's number one sports book. That's right. Head on over to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And we're in the middle of baseball season, all-star game. And because we're in full swing, there's no better place to uh, get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You can take your first swing at betting at Major League Baseball. You can get up to 10 times your first bet in bonus bets, up to $200 worth. So if you bet 20 bucks and you win or lose, you're going to land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's pretty cool. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line, the over-under. Uh, who won the home run derby? I didn't watch it. So you can bet on who's going to hit the first home run in the next game of your favorite team. And you can do that all on an app that's safe, it's secure, and it's really super easy to use. Plus, when you win, best part, they pay you instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get started. Up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right. Everyday locked on USC viewers and listeners. I mentioned it before this. We took this segment break. Make sure you watch tomorrow's episode. I'm going to talk about not only um, who USC didn't lose in a recruiting battle, uh, I'm also going to talk about the back end of the 2023 schedule because it's loaded. So make sure you check out tomorrow's episode. But first, uh, it, look, it's the slowest time of the season, off season. And my mind tends to kind of drift in and out of fiction, nonfiction, reality, figuring out, you know, what to talk about uh, during the, uh, the month of July. And look, I'm not going out on a limb when I say that UCLA and Notre Dame are USC's two main rivals. So I'm not going to make you choose the red pill or the blue pill. I'm going to make you choose. Man, I'm going to make it difficult for you. Look, some hate UCLA more. Others like myself. But um, I hold Notre Dame in, in that respected category of teams that I hate. I know that's kind of an oxymoron, but um, if someone lock, if I locked you in a room and I turned off locked on USC and I chained you to a wall standing up, Okay, kind of like this, spread eagle against a wall in a really uncomfortable position. And I forced, forced you to watch Notre Dame and UCLA play a game of football. 
Who you got? Who are you picking? Who are you gambling on? But the mere idea scares the bejesus out of me. And so does the locked up heart. So that would suck. Um, all I know is that I was alive for uh, an eight-game streak against the Bruins where USC was on the wrong side of the ledger. And as each one of those games piled up, I can't even say it, as each one of those losses to UCLA piled up, I kept getting angrier and angrier and angrier. I mean, I was like in silent mode. Get out, get the out of my way. You can fill in the blank because um, if you looked at me cross-eyed and you were a Bruin fan, yeah, something, something bad might have happened. <laughs> I was much younger back then. I'm much more mature now. Anyways, um, so when that streak finally ended, I literally let out an F word, blank, yeah, primal type of roar. I mean, buildings shook. Um, but here's the thing. USC had an even longer uh, streak against the Domers, Notre Dame, yeah. But at least the Irish, you know, they have some tradition and football notoriety. The Bruins, this is what they have. They have half of 1954, where they split the national championship, and some dude named Gary Beeman who stole O.J. Simpson's 1967 Heisman Award. O.J. got it the following year, but nevertheless. UCLA was like 7-2-1 the year Beeman won the Heisman. Is that Heisman worthy? They didn't even win the national championship. However, when Mark Cusano knocked down the uh, pass, um, yeah, I cried. That game mattered more. When USC finally ended that 13-game 13 13 streak, um, I fell to my knees. I wasn't sobbing, but I was looking up to the Trojan heavens. It was over. So I think you know who I would be picking. Um, so... So I'm going to say, well, what about Conference Pride? <laughs> yeah, seriously? You don't know me by now? I don't, yeah. Mark doesn't play that game. Uh, it's, you, you ride and die with your team. So, like I said, my mind said, well, come up with a scenario, come up with a scenario, Mark, where you would have to root for UCLA. Like, what if, UCLA beating Notre Dame meant USC makes the playoffs. Hmm. Dramatic pause. My answer is still no. And let me, tell, let me explain why. If USC wasn't able to get the job done on her own, then I don't need Notre Dame throwing on the green shamrock cape to save the day. Fair enough? Anybody else? Disagree? Agree? Let me know. I want that. I need the feedback on this question. Which pill did you take? Because uh, this one's a little bit more difficult than choosing between red and blue. You got to choose between USC's two 
biggest rivals, Notre Dame or UCLA. All right, so I've been promoting it for the last week or so, and this Tuesday, I'm recording this episode after I got back from the uh, Trojan Tuesday Club, and this takes place every second Tuesday of every month. And this is where everybody should be spending the second Tuesday of every month, the Cabrillo Yacht Club, the marina. Oh, my gosh. Amazing time. I want to thank these guys for inviting me out there to be their guest speaker. Uh, this was their first one. And um, I guess I had a great time. It was a great networking meet and greet. Um, people just kind of socializing. And then we held a, a little Q&A for the last hour or so of the, out there for about three, three and a half hours. And that last hour of Q&A, uh, it went by like that. Didn't even know we were lasted that long. I could have gone long longer, uh, but I, I think we needed to, I needed to get away so I can get back here and do this episode of Locked on USC for everybody. Uh, again, this was their first one. They'll be doing another one uh, in August, second Tuesday of August. There was about 20 or so people out there and they even had someone out, showed up from Australia. So props to that young man. That was pretty cool. And I, I do. I look forward to doing it again. I was a little apprehensive letting everybody know that now, going in there. Because I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Again, this was their first uh, first foray into this arena. So, very well organized, though. Great questions were asked also, by the way. And the theme of the questions were, and I think everybody knows, all eyes are on the defense. First question out of the box, will the defense be better this year? And, you know, I went ahead and I, I answered the question, got a little, put a little context behind it, a little nuance. Uh, there were some other questions that were asked that um, I answered there that I won't answer here publicly because there's some stuff that, you know, you you don't want to put out there publicly. You, you do it in certain environments. So when you show up to these types of events, that's when you learn certain little inside tidbits and nuggets. Uh, we also talked about the USC basketball team. Yeah, believe it or not, there's some interest there, folks. Uh, you know, Isaiah Collier, Bronny James. <coughs> People are anticipating this team going farther. And I kind of, I, not kind of, I agree with them. Andy Enfield, I think, has his most complete team right now. He finally has that elite point guard that I think he's been missing. We'll see how far uh, they can ride this roster because it's it's pretty balanced. It's got every piece you need. You got center, you got defense between Vince Uwachuku and, and Josh Mor Joshua Morgan. You got Kobe Johnson, Isaiah Collier, Bronny James. A lot of returning pieces. Good, good team. Um, what else did we go over there? So I encourage people to show up. Again, beautiful scenery. I was You're overlooking um, the marina with all the yachts. You're, the LA Yacht Club is kind of off in the distance. <clears throat> I took the drive over the uh, Vincent Thomas Bridge to go into it. 
really, really nice, uh, really nice setting. And I encourage everybody, check it out. Trojan Tuesday Club. I'll be out there again soon, um, especially if they invite me. I think I have an open invite, though. I think everybody would enjoy themselves. So, <clears throat> A little bit of self-promotion on my end there for this third segment. But I wanted to say thank you, Anna, because without you guys, this show wouldn't be growing. And I want to keep this show growing. So keep telling your friends and family. Let's get that uh, that subscriber number up on YouTube. Keep hitting that thumbs up. And uh, Locked on USC will be the place where everybody comes to get their news and notes and Trojan information. It's where you should be coming every day. First thing in the morning. And then when you're done here, head on over to WeRSC.com. I got your written content for you three times a week. And what you don't read from me, trust me, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. Of recruiting information between Scott Schrader, Marshall Levinson, Eric McKinney covers the team like nobody. Greg Katz, host of Inside the Trojan Huddle, he's got his daily art, his two weekly columns, the obvious, not so obvious, and his humble, in his humble opinion. And then we also have, don't ever forget, Chris Arledge, his musings. Yeah. You want to laugh. And you want to get, you want to hear somebody go off, check out Chris's uh, stuff. You will be entertained and you'll learn something too. So that's it for this episode. And uh, I'll be back again with another episode tomorrow. Look forward to uh, talking to you all again. Until then, everyone, you know what to do, right? <laughs>